Ian Kaya, and welcome to the Australians Teach English podcast, the podcast by language learners, with language learners, for language learners. My name is Glenn, and I'm the owner and director of the Australians Teach English Institute, and I am on Wadandi Noongar land currently in the mo- at the moment in the southwest of Western Australia, and I have a special guest today. Actually, she was meant to be on our show a few weeks ago, but she bailed. <laughs> but she she bailed. She said, "No, nah, I'm too scared. I'm not coming on the show." So, so it was you and you and your partner. We were we were left to talk to each other and 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 have a show about about Maccas, if our if our listeners remember correctly. So, welcome to the to the show, Isa. How are you? Thank today? you. Thank you so much, Glenn. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Actually, Marcus, he mentioned something about Marcus because, yeah, I'm a Marcus fan and I'm a Starbucks fan as well. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, we gave you a a little bit of a roast while, while you're away. We were we yeah. were we were talking about why the hell would you why the hell would you want to go to Starbucks? You're you're in Australia. No, but nowadays I don't go like very often. I usually I'm with Rod most of the time, so we like to go to different cafes. But if I'm alone and I see a Starbucks, I go to the Starbucks. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I like the atmosphere because sometimes I just want to chill out and read my book or just I don't know, just be by myself and I just <laughs> I but I don't grab any coffee. I, I just have uh, hot chocolate. I oh, never grab okay. coffee. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the coffee in Starbucks, especially in Australia, is it's famous for being terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, he didn't tell you this part. It's just hot chocolate. Yeah, absolutely. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't mention, <laughs> he didn't mention that. So, so, so you, you, you and your, your partner, well, you, you guys have, have a business together, don't you? If you, if you yes. want to re- remind our listeners out there, well, what, it, what is your business again? So, yeah, we have a brazilianshop.com.au, which is an e-commerce and online shop. And we sell different products such as T-shirts, mugs, tote bags, um, bay body suits, and so on. For Not for only for the Brazilian community, but if you're not Brazilian, but you love our culture, you have like a partner, a friend that you want just to give a gift, or you, if you just want to buy something for yourself as well. So you have this shop. Uh, and we sell across all Australia as well. And Fantastic. I actually, this was uh, Rod's idea. And he was like, I, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to do something different. <laughs> I'm tired of the IT world. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. I'm going to help you with the marketing, with the digital uh, marketing, with the SEO as well, a little bit. Some insights on the, on the website as well, because he's IT, so he knows everything about uh, website, but I could give some insights on SEO and um, social media as well. So uh, here I am. So fantastic. So, so you are of you. Well, I hope I assume you're from Brazil. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm from Rio. Yeah, from Rio. Okay. So, so that yeah. so what is that? Is that the largest city in Brazil or the second largest city? In Brazil? Uh, it's the second one. Uh, I, I, I ho- hopefully things didn't change, but the last <laughs> time I checked was São Paulo and Rio. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And how long have you been in Australia for now? Um, I would say five years, five and a half years. Yeah, almost six years. And so why did you come to Australia? Because um, like um, there was something in my heart like telling me to come to Australia. I lived in Canada before and then the US, but I didn't feel like staying. Actually, Canada, yes, but I was too young to stay there and I still had and too to cold. Do my 
Yes, and I, I lived in Vancouver, and it was extremely like rainy, very, very wet, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful city, but too wet for me and cold mm -hmm. as well. Um, the U.S. I lived in the in the east east coast. Um, it was very cold as well in the period that when it was very very cold, and I didn't feel like living there for some other reasons, like food and some other reasons. And I came back. I went back to Brazil. And I finished my bachelor, I finished my MBA and worked a lot. And I thought it was time to come to Australia. And it has been a dream since I was 15. So a long, long time ago, I, I started to fall in love about Australia. And I have something interesting. Um, I started to, to read everything about Australia because a band from Newcastle called Silver Chair. <laughs> there you go. I was a big, big fan when I was on like 15 16, uh, 16 years old and i was uh, completely like a huge fan and i was like oh my god i need to go to newcastle someday to meet them <laughs> <laughs> and have you and have you met them no i haven't <sighs> they're not they're not playing anymore but i still follow the drama ben <laughs> well there you go well, if, um, if, if Daniel Johns or anyone out there from Silverchair is actually listening to this podcast, get get in, get in touch, <laughs> get in touch with us. I think Daniel Johns is still in Sydney because I know like a friend that she met randomly like Daniel Johns in Redford. So uh -huh. I think he's he must be around. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they're, they're, they're still in Australia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, 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 yeah, that's that's so. How how did you get to be listening to Silverchair? <laughs> Uh, I have no, ah, I remember because in 2003, 2001, they went to Rock in Rio and I actually went to Rock in Rio to, to watch the Red Hot Chili Peppers concert and Silver Chair played before them. And I was so involved with the concert. I was like, oh my God, these guys are so good. And I started <laughs> to make my own research and oh my God, and I just got crazy about Silver Chair because of there the concert. Wow. And go. then that's when I found love about Australia because automatically I start to read everything about Australia as well. Yeah, because because usually when when people sort of learn about Australian music, they they will learn about ACDC or Akadaka as we as we call them, or or maybe Midnight Oil or the Divinals or or something like this. But it's a little bit more unusual that someone actually. Follow, follow Silverchair and, get, yeah. and and learns about Australia from from this. Yeah, and I went to to another concert. It wasn't the only one. They went back to Brazil in two thousand and three, and yeah, and I went to their concert. I was like, I was super close to them. I was very close to the stage. It was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. So, which country has the best music? Best music? Oh, this is a hard question. Uh, I actually like like Brazilian music, but depends. I like uh, my my taste for music is very like random. I like rock, but I also like MPB, which is the popular Brazilian music. I like samba. I like bossa nova. I like I'm I'm a bit old sometimes, so for example, I like Frank Sinatra as well. <laughs> What, what about like in Latin America, things like reggaeton and stuff like that is really, really huge and trap uh, and stuff like this. Oh, Rod, he loves trap. Oh, my God. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Rod loves trap, but That's not terrible. for me. It's awful. No, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awful no, music. 
I know, I know. When he starts to to listen to it, I was like, please put your headphones on. I don't want to listen to it. <laughs> no, so, but like so, so so well I I I spent a lot of time in Argentina and a, a rock nas- nationality is like a really big thing in mm-hmm. in Argentina. Yeah. So so, yeah. so 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 who has the best rock, Brazil or Argentina? Um maybe nowadays Argentina. I don't know the bands, but Brazil is not good at rock at the moment. They are doing more like funk, ashe, um a certain age or so all these kind of things that I'm not a big fan so yeah I would say Argentina just just guessing actually I'm guessing I've, I don't know any Argentinian rock band you know um, you know the El Indio the guy the bold the bold-headed man it's kind El of like the, the the he was he was the 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 singer of um uh Patricia Ray and I think and he was he was basically like the the main lead singer after after Sumo, and and all of that. And he's got the some of the more more famous rock rock songs from from Argentina. Uh, interesting, and I, and I like Metallica as well. So I like the American rock, like the classic bands, Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, Metallica. So I like these bands as well. Yeah, wh- but- why, wh- why is it in Latin America that like h- hard rock is is See, it appears to me like it is so much more popular in Latin America than than elsewhere. Like Akadaka, ACDC are much, much, much more popular in Latin America and Spain than they are, for example, in in Australia. I don't, I don't understand why. Is there know. is there any reason for it? I actually don't know. I remember when I was in school, um, I had just a couple of friends that got interested in these kind of bands and rock and metal and everything so most of the people could be interested just in pagode funk just very specific brazilian um kind of music but yeah it's i I was the minority of the group so i don't know i'm not sure i thought i thought it was weird actually there you go well well it appears to me from outside at least in, in latin america like rock and especially hard rock is much more popular in Latin America than it is outside mm-hmm. of outside of outside of Latin America, and, and even with, with with different rock bands from different parts of, of the world, they seem to be much more popular in Latin American yeah. countries than they are in their own countries, yeah, which I find though. I find quite quite strange. So so <laughs> so you bailed from Canada, you bailed from you bailed from the United States, but you didn't bail from Australia. And you're still in Australia. Why? Australia is my home. Um, I know that it's cliche. A lot of Brazilians, they say this, but it's actually very similar to Rio. And not in terms of weather. In the summer, yes. But the people, people are so nice and friendly. And I've never had any issue because, like, for example, I'm Brazilian because I have an accent. I've never had an issue. And I, lo- I like the food as well. I think it's pretty easy to find healthy food here. And it was a bit of concern to me when I was in the U.S. because I had to – it was a hard time for me. And, again, some kilos. But here in Australia, you can decide <laughs> if you're going to eat rubbish food or if you're going to eat healthy 
healthy food. So I think the food is good. And you can see a lot of different cultures. For example, I've never tried Thai food here in Australia. It was the first time. Indian food is very easy to find. If you try to go to Indian restaurant in Brazil, it's it's hard to find. And when you find, it's very expensive. So um, I started to enjoy, for example, Thai food. Indian food for me is still too like spicy, but I can I can have one or other like meal as well. Uh, what else? Um, yeah, like Greek food I tried once as well. So I like to keep trying different cultures like meals. Is there something that like that I loved it and lifestyle and everyone's friendly and yeah, I feel home here. I don't have fantastic. Any- yeah, I think I think the food is is something definitely in in Australia. You can go to the supermarket and you can literally buy food from anywhere in the world. You, you can, can find a, even Brazilian. You can find the cheese breads in in, in, <laughs> in the shops. Yeah. So was that was that something that surprised you when you came to Australia that you could actually buy like Brazilian yeah. food in in the shops here? Yeah, I was very surprised about this and how easy it was to find like restaurants as well. For example, we live in the south and there are, like, like here, we live in Wallai Creek and in Wallai Creek there are two Brazilian restaurants. One more focused on pizza, but they have some other things. Another one is more like a cafe and they have lunch as well. And I would never imagine it would be so easy in Bondi as well. We can find in Manly. So I was like, oh, my God. So, so what, really is, what is Brazilian pizza like? Is that the one with, like, is that fish pizza? Is that the one? No, it's um, what, the most famous one. It's the, um, the chicken with katupiri cheese. Okay. So it's, a, it's a, the most famous one in Brazil. One of the most famous ones, if I'm not mistaken. And here it's just, it tastes like Brazil. They know how to do it. <laughs> so, so, so it's authentic food. Yeah, 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 it's really good, really, really I, good. I think that is that is perhaps one of the best things about Australia is that the, the you can buy food from anywhere or go to a restaurant from anywhere, and usually you will have a choice. You can either have like a sort of a fusion type, or you can buy authentic food, which is unusual because in most places in the world, if you go to an Indian restaurant or or a Thai restaurant or probably a Brazilian restaurant, it's not necessarily authentic. It yeah. will be changed a little bit to to the tastes of the population. For example, in South America, sushi is in fashion at the moment. Oh my but, god! In South but America, they, but they sushi. put but they, but they put cream cheese in the sushi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to be really honest, when I moved to Australia, I missed the cream cheese so much. I was like, "Come on, where's the cream cheese?" But, but right you can now- buy cream cheese here. <laughs> No, I know, but for example, if I buy it in the in the classical Japanese shop, I, I will not find it. I will not find it. No. It's, it, there is one that we love it, and the sushi. It's, it's with uh, instead of cream cheese, they put avocado. And at, at the beginning, I was like, "How weird it is!" Like a sushi with avocado, but now I think it's delicious. Australians love avocado on, on everything. You, you might you might have noticed this. <laughs> I started to love. I started to love. I didn't like avocado. I I couldn't eat avocado in Brazil. Like no, not because I couldn't, but I didn't like avocado. So I was like, it was a no for me. But when I moved to Australia, I started to eat. And Rod is like obsessed about avocado. And I started to to eat in. At the beginning, I was like, okay, I'm going to join you. And now, oh, my God, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to – and we like to mix it. We mix with uh, gold cheese. 
and uh, put a little bit of lime and salt. Uh, and there you go. There you, there you go. There you go. And and speaking speaking of of, of food, what what was your first impression of Vegemite? And do you eat Vegemite now? Do you believe? Or I just like. Ugh. Do you believe I've never tried Vegemite? I don't. I don't <laughs> believe that. After almost six years. That's I've that's never- a shame, Joe. <laughs> I know, I know it's a shame. Actually, I asked my mom to try. <laughs> my mom came <laughs> here that last time. And we went to like to a hotel and they had like in a small portion. And oh, mom, try this one. And she put a lot. She didn't mix with butter. She just put a lot on the bread and she tried. And I recorded and I posted on social media. So I'm like, what? Why did you do that with me? Oh, mom, I just want you to try. This is a, 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 a classic in Australia, but I've never tried. I need well, to try. You, you, you forced your mom to eat it, but you didn't eat it yourself. That's terrible. That's an, even, that's, an even, that's an even worse shame, John. I, I, I will give you the tip and I'll give listeners out there the tip that, that avocado and veggie might together go really, really well. Okay, so, I'll give it a try next time. Yeah. I promise. I promise. I'll, yeah. buy avoc- uh, I'll buy Vegemite and I'll try it. Try it with avocado. If, with if avocado, yeah. If you're a little bit of a wuss, don't, don't, don't bail on the, on the, on the Vegemite. <laughs> so, so, so when you came to Australia, what, what were you actually doing? In Australia, were you on a work and holiday visa? Were you were you studying here? Oh my God, the uni was really hard. I was a completely lost student, so I initially came to study just uh, six months, like just English for six months, mm-hmm. um, and I couldn't do much because I was on a six month visa, so nobody wanted to hire someone just mm-hmm. with like a limited time visa. So I couldn't find a job like uh, uh, as an account manager or as a social media manager that I would be used to work uh, in these positions in Brazil. So I, I worked with hospitality and it, at the beginning it was very like, it was a shame because I didn't know what to do. So I committed a lot of mistakes. I felt like not capable of doing anything. I felt super stupid because I couldn't <laughs> do anything. It was my first time trying. And the good thing is that uh, I like people. I like to communicate with people. So that was a good thing. I didn't know. I didn't have the skills, but I enjoyed like talking to people, always smiling. So this was something positive for me. And the rest I just learned after some years. Okay. And and so did you just keep renewing your student visa or, 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 or what happened then? So yeah, um, I, I I did an MBA as well, and now I am a resident already. Ah, uh, there you go. So so you you, you applied for that ind- independently of of your partner, or were you? No, yeah, yeah, it was with him. Yeah. You so you so you were lucky enough to fall in love in in Australia <laughs> and apply and apply. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Things just uh, happen naturally. Things yeah. just happen. You are obviously in the right in the right in the right place at the right moment then. For things yeah. to for things to work out. So yeah. so what were some of the differences that you noticed apart from the food between Canada and 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 the United States and Australia? What were some of the differences that you noticed? I really enjoyed Canada. I loved people and the streets were very clean as well. But let me think about Canada because I went to Canada like a long, long, long time ago. And I spent <laughs> and I spent just like two months 
I was like, oh, I want to come back because I want to finish my bachelor and then come back to, to Canada. So I think, I think the difference between Vancouver and Sydney would be pretty much the weather. Like it's very, it was very, very wet and unpleasant because of this specific, specific thing. But like the food, the food was good. Um, people are, re- are very nice as well. But some people say, ah, it's closer to Brazil. Oh, come on. I was in Vancouver. It was extremely far from Brazil. <laughs> it wasn't close to Brazil. Some people moved to the U.S., moved to Canada saying, no, now we are closer to our, our like parents. But wow. it's still far away. It's, you still need to spend, they still need to spend a lot of money on tickets, a lot of hours and changing planes as well. So it's still far away. So, yeah. Besides, Canada is similar in terms of people and it's different in terms of weather because it's colder and like wetter and the u.s um uh didn't have like a good experience um maybe it was my experience it was my personal experience but i didn't have like a good experience with people just because of my way i'm very bubbly and very talkative people that are like quieter they are just in their own pace as well um so yeah I didn't feel connected to people in the US. But then but actually, in Australia, but then in Australia, I mean, one of the one of the common complaints about Australians is that we are very reserved, we are very quiet. Yeah. How, how how did you deal with that? Obviously, being a talkative, extroverted type type person, when you came to Australia. Yeah, at the beginning, it was a bit hard for me. But like, for example, uh, the first thing I could do to greet people was to hug, kiss, <laughs> hey, how are you? And people were just like shaking hands. And, 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 all, and all the men got really confused by that, I'm sure. <gasps> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, it was really hard because it could sound even rude, like touching, hugging and kissing. So uh, I think maybe the first six months to even one year, I would say, because for me, it was the hardest thing to to actually me I miss this like being like closer to people but at the same time I learned how to do it because people are like very very nice this is just one specific thing but once you get to know the person things get easier I think it's just at the beginning but once you know things change a little bit yeah I think one of the one of the sort of the misinterpretations that people often get with Australians is that is that they are reserved and and rude but no that's just that they are reserved they they don't yeah. like asking a lot of questions they don't like being perceived as intrusive or 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 um or asking you questions that perhaps are inappropriate so australians will if there is a choice they will speak less than speak more and yeah. in other cultures it's it's the opposite and so this can confuse <laughs> this can confuse a lot of people especially probably latin americans most most of all who are the complete opposite so it's not that australians are being rude it's just that they don't want to actually be offensive yeah so, and so getting think- over that is a little bit of a challenge yeah, and I think it's all about being respectful. I've never had, as, as I said, any issue with someone treating me like in a rude way. Just like being quiet. But once you get to know the person, the person starts to feel more comfortable with you. The things 
tend to be more like people tend to be a little bit like warmer, not like us, like the Latin Americans, like hugging and touching all the time, <laughs> but just talking a little bit more and asking questions. For example, I work uh, also, uh, I have my full time job and I work in a di digital marketing agency. It's a mix of like nationalities and backgrounds and there are some Aussies. Uh, at the beginning, people are just like, okay, I'm not going to bother you. If you need something, just let me know. But once you start to talk to them, they can just talk to you back. So you need to be patient and respectful, mm. and that's it. Mm. Exactly. Once, once people have, have got your trust or that they trust you, then it is very, very different. But it, but it might take a long time for that to happen. Yeah. You're often yeah. With, with Australians, and I felt like this coming back, coming back to Australia was that people would have conversations with me that lasted three or four hours that I thought probably should have lasted five or six minutes. <laughs> like they, would sit, <laughs> they would ask me a question and then go away and think about it and then come back an hour later and ask me the follow-up question. They'd obviously been thinking about it in their mind, but it's just, a, <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's just a cultural thing that the converse, conversations happen in slow motion. And I think so this th is magical. This is magical. <laughs> you, you think it? You think it's a good thing? No, no. I think it's magical. Like the different, how different we can be. Like if we're from different cultures, and I like to to see not to compare in a bad way, but I like to see how different we can be if we are from from Brazil, if we're from Australia, if we're from the US. But uh, for example, one of my best friends, she's from the US and she's completely different to the people, to some people that I met there. She's very talkative. She likes to <laughs> hug. She likes to kiss <laughs> and she's super happy. She asks a lot of questions. So Yeah, well, I have, I have some very good friends from the United States, but they're, they're, they're just not stereotypically shankies. They're not, they're not. They're not the typical sepa or the typical person from the United States, which is, prob <laughs> which is probably why I'm good friends with them. I think, um, <laughs> but but yeah, it it is it is good not not to not to judge a book by yeah. its cover, um, and and often people are sort of constrained by by their 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 their, their cultural conditioning, but that doesn't mean anything about them as as a person. Just be patient. Take take the time. Yeah, and we live in a multicultural country. We need to think about it that we're gonna be like working or getting friends from different countries with completely different cultures. If we don't want to like try to adapt, you don't need to change your personality, but you're not going to hug and ask a lot of questions or force a friendship with someone that takes some time like to, <laughs> to, to understand and to be, to be a friend. So you, mm -hmm. you need to, that's what I think it's magical. That's what, that's mm. something I love about Australia is like to, to know people from different countries and this is lovely. And so, and so, something that you 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 were telling me before that you struggled with, I'm not sure if it's if it's still a problem. It once was a problem. It's always going to be a problem. Well, these things, these these challenges keep keep on occurring to us as as language learners. It doesn't it doesn't matter what language we are learning or where we are or what stage we are. We are always learning about 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 little mistakes and improvements that we can make. So can you tell our, our little, our audience about, about something that's happened to you? And they might actually be a little bit surprised because your, your English level is superb. 
So it might be really instructive to to hear you actually explain some of these little stories that you've got, even though you you do have a very very high level. So so what was that little story that you were telling me about before? Yeah, actually, I still I don't have an issue of committing this mistake, but I still I have some delay in my brain to think about the right word, which are treat and threat. Threat, threat, <laughs> threat and treat, treat and treat. Yes, yeah. no, don't confuse me. <laughs> you start to speak all this. <laughs> so basically. So the treat, it's something, oh, I don't know, I'm now it's a pressure to explain in front of a teacher. <laughs> so yeah, so for example, oh, so you made a good job, I'm gonna give you some treats. So I'll give you like chocolates, I'll give you, um, I don't know, let's say, oh, some chocolate, like chocolate, so I'm gonna give you a treat because you, you did an amazing job. So, oh, you did something bad to the client, let's say, ah, oh, so he may cancel the contract. Oh, this is a threat. This, I don't know if this is like right context, but this is something bad that may come up. So, oh my God, I don't know if it was a decent explanation, but treat is something good. Threat is something, is something <laughs> bad. <laughs> so, so a threat is like when you say to some, someone, I'm going to do something bad. Basically, that's what a, what a threat is, and, yeah. a, and a treat is like a reward. And so, this we we have a couple of of challenges in in these two in these two words. One is the the first sound in these words. One is a th sound, and the other is a tr sound. Then we have a short e eh sound, like in threat, and a long e sound, as in treat. And so also we have a T sound on the end. And so in a lot of different languages, that T and the D gets mixed together. So it could also sound like thread instead of yeah. threat or, or treed instead of treat. So people might even mistake it even for a tree, something like this. <clears throat> and, and so these are a group of sounds that are particularly difficult for a lot of language learners, even at high levels such as yourself. So these, what we call fricatives, where we're, where we're making different vibrations with our, the positions of our mouth and our tongue and our teeth and our, and our throat. And it's these combinations that often get mixed up. And so the, the f sound that we make with our tongue between our teeth that this is a particular challenge for for Latin American learners because yeah. in in Portuguese or Latin American Spanish it's not so prominent and so often it will get mixed up for an s sound as well so not because it sounds similar but because the positions in the mouth are similar yeah. when we get to other speakers for example, people from Portugal or, or, or particularly in Spain, in Europe, they will overpronounce these sounds. So mm -hmm. the the th sound becomes overdominant of the of the actual word itself. <laughs> and so, yeah. so there are no there are no real easy way to to get out of this because English is is really irritated when it comes to pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, like for example, even like today, 
I know how, when I need to use these words, but I still need some time to remember which one is the right one. So sometimes I'm just in, in a conversation with a normal flow and then I need to use this word for any reason. Okay, let me see. <laughs> okay, no, no. So yeah, I, I, now I know how to use it, but I still have a delay. <laughs> so are there, are, there any, are there any tips that you've learned over the years? about pronunciation in particular and how to improve sorry how to improve it how to improve a pronunciation mm. um I, I have something uh, something funny to tell you i don't know if it's like interesting but when i was very very young uh from 2008 to 2000 and maybe 11 or 12, I taught English in Brazil. I taught English in Brazil. Well, there you go. Yeah, so uh, right, right after coming back from the U.S., um, I had an opportunity in the English course that I studied to teach English. So I, I taught English mostly for beginners and intermediate students. So, yeah, it was, and at, at that time I was studying like crazy because I had to explain more like, difficult things nowadays i'm just i'm not studying english anymore i'm just talking everyday english yeah. with everyone and i learned like committing mistakes but at that time i had to study a lot so i had some tips to give like to the students because when you're living overseas when you live in a in an english-speaking country it's it's things are easier because you can just talk to people you can go like for example to the movies but when you live like living like for example in brazil it's harder because how can you how can you make friends you're all your friends in brazilian your family is your family is there so you tend to speak your own language so what i would suggest is try to watch movies if you need subtitles leave the subtitles in english try to listen to podcasts go to the theater go and uh, make friends native speaker, uh, English speakers are friends as well, instead of just hanging around with Brazilians. Try to go to, to go like out with people, not only Australians, but let's say Irish, Scottish. Um, I, I think there is, I think there is one really, really, really good piece of advice that you could give to, to our listeners. And it comes back to what we were talking about at the start of the less of the, of the podcast. And mm -hmm. And one of the reasons why you wanted to come to Australia. And what was that? The music. The music. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent for me. Actually, for me, this one was the most important thing because I was always crazy about music and I could spend like hours and hours not only listening, but I remember that I used just to print the lyrics yeah. and and repeat the, the, the song and read the lyrics to understand what they were saying and then just make my own research about what's this word and how is the pronunciation. This is extremely important as well and helped me. I think it was, it was the thing that helped me the most was like listening to music. Yeah, I, I would offer that as, as anyone that is interested in, in listening to music and let's face it, everyone, everyone is interested in, in listening to music. It is something that you can add to your pronunciation recognition, especially if you listen to a song. And even even when I listen to music in English, I think, oh, what's that word? I don't quite, I can't quite hear that word accurately. It happens in everyone's language. Go and have a look at the lyrics and see what it says and try and match that sound because words can be pronounced in different ways. And 
the the more that you can understand about how a word can be pronounced in a different way, the e the easier it will be to recognize it, and then it will be easier to actually produce that sound in that word as well. <clears throat> so that's what I would definitely recommend. Karaoke is another good one. <laughs> ah, yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. If you like, if you like music, <clears throat> get. I, you can you can search for karaoke on YouTube or wherever it is that you want, so that you know. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting because at that time karaoke wasn't that popular when I was younger. I remember that I used to download some some apps on my computer just for just to like to sing, mm -hmm. and I could sing just by myself in my room. Blah blah blah. blah, blah. So it was something good. <laughs> absolutely absolutely so so coming back to our our, our bailed episode I, i'm glad that you didn't bail on on our <laughs> on our podcast because it's been a, a fantastic one you you were saying Thank that you. you didn't you didn't really understand this word bailed but maybe there are some other expressions that that you might be familiar with that are similar to this one so especially in australian english we might say piked is a similar one to to bailed And maybe one that's even slightly, it, it, it is similar, but it's, it's much more in vogue. It's much more common probably in the last 10, 15 years is, is a white ninja. Mm. Is, when you, is when you go somewhere and you sneak off and you leave, you, you bail and you don't, say help, you don't say goodbye to anyone, you just leave. <laughs> Depending on the event and the people, sometimes it's necessary. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Sometimes it is necessary to pale, to pike, to to do a white ninja. So yeah, I'm not going to lie you. I'm not going to lie to you. I've done this already. That's not very Brazilian at all. That's not very Latin American. Usually, usually it takes five or ten minutes to say goodbye to everyone. When yeah, but it depends. It depends. It's not normal. If I'm if like in a group of friends, of course, I'm going to talk to them. But if in a boring, like, event, yeah. something like... You don't like, know anyone. I don't want to be there. I'm just, mm. I'm just there just because of a specific reason. It's like mm. 100 people to say goodbye. I just <laughs> say goodbye to, like, five people and then bye-bye. So are there any equivalent expressions in, in Brazilian Portuguese? Um, ugh, this is a hard one. Um... So similar to this one, uh, have something in my mind. So, so for example, when you when you just leave the place without saying goodbye, um, you could. I have one expression. I want to have an expression. Would say sair de fininho. Sair de fininho. <laughs> yes. To sair. leave. To leave. Definitely. Yeah, like to leave, like in in a very discreet way, so nobody will ah. see me. So. Sair de fininho. Yeah. De fininho. Okay. De fininho. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be the that would be the equivalent of the, of the white ninja. Yeah, But, yeah. It would be like sair de fininho is like okay, I'm gonna just pretend I'm not here. I'm gonna leave and then nobody will see. Yeah. So so uh, so what about to bail or to pike? Do you think there is? <laughs> Uh, let's think about it. Because I can think of one in, in at least in Argentine Spanish is 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 colgarse. Col Ooh. colgar. Um, and, and then and then if someone does 
But then if someone fails over and over again, they would be called Colgado. Mm, no. Where, they, where they're always leaving you hanging. Uh, I they're always think, hiking. Mm, I think it would be, no, no, yeah, actually, I, I would say a word here, but I don't want to commit a mistake. So, <laughs> Even in your own language, you're afraid of making mistakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, actually, I, I'm not so sure about this one. So, actually, I learned this word recently, so. <laughs> never stop learning. Yeah, no, every day, every day, every day I learn something different. So, so say, yeah, now, say de, de, de Fininho. Yeah, say de Fininho, it's, yeah, say de Fininho. So, <laughs> that, that's the closest one that we got in. in yeah, and let, let's, so say de Fininho, yeah, would be, for example, you invited me to a party. I, I went to the party. But I'm leaving before everyone, and I'm not talking. <laughs> I'm not talking to anyone. I'm just gonna. Okay, nobody will see me. I'm just. <laughs> so yeah. So, so it's Thank been. You it's, so it's been excellent having you on. Lisa. It's been <laughs> fantastic. A really interesting talking Thank to you, you. And, and actually getting some of your insights, and and even and talk talking with you about how you actually got interested in Australia, and yeah, maybe the people out. Yes, it would exactly. <laughs> I mean, I know there. I know there are lots of Akadaka fans out there. I know there are lots of Australian music fans out there. So it 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 is definitely one one thing that you can do. You can come to Australia and get involved in in the music culture here. There's infinite amounts of possibilities for for you in Australia. So from from us here at the Australian Teach English podcast, the podcast by language learners with language learners for language learners. It's us saying muito obrigado and De nada. <laughs> and and ciao. Nos vemos. See you later, guys. Hooroo. Ciao. For more information about the Australians Teach English Institute, go to australiansteachenglish.com or follow us on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube at Australians Teach English.